just seems like an evolution. Uh, we're going to get on to uh, shout-outs is where we start the episode, generally speaking. I've got a bit of a left-field shout-out. Watching the football on Saturday, shout-out to Liam Ryan. He Fly, might flying, be... He might be... He might be the most exciting player in the competition. I like him. Well, he was very exciting before he even started. His highlights how did he, come into football. How did he slip? Well, he was skinny. No, but even like he, when you watch that stuff of him playing in the waffle, yeah, he looked great. But did he, did he get picked up as a nineteen-year-old or a twenty-one-year-old? Well, I think it was later. It wasn't in like his eighteen-year-old year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on on Saturday, I think it was um, wet day MCG. It looked like the ball was dry. Yeah, he, he was taking the piss. He was he was so clean. Everything he was just brilliant. And in the end, in a really close game, a couple of his efforts to be clean to execute cleanly, they've won the game by a kick. Made the difference. Made yeah. all the difference. He he was unbelievable. And he's a player that more and more sort of I actually find myself wanting to watch the Eagles. Yeah, absolutely. To see what he might be able to do. What have you got for us, Fab? Shout out wise. I got no shout out. I'll give you a shout out. Give me a shout out, Mark Murphy. Oh, big shout out! Actually, no, no. If, we, if I'm gonna, uh, I do have a shout. Levi Casbolt would be my shout out. Well, I'm gonna, I teed you up to give a shout out to Mark Murphy because you're a Mark Murphy fan. I'm when a he huge was, Mark when Murphy. he was under pressure earlier in the year, oh, you, you you made well, the you, point. It was an, an LEU, was it? No, yeah, no. It was. Well, 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 can I do both of them then? Yeah. Well, Mark Murphy. Um, I I often get into disputes with people about. I hate when people say Mark Murphy's been is fi- finished. The game's gone. I'm going to quote this one. The game's gone past him. Now it's an easy thing for people to say. I, I, I hate when people say Jared Ruffhead's cooked, and yet Lance Franklin's going to play five more years coming out of the same draft. Well, I think that Jared Ruffhead is cooked now, but I don't think that Lance is going to play five more years. Well, what's his contracted for? He's contracted for five. But he so, won't get there. No, okay, he'll, he'll so, easily play two. Yeah, he no, might get three, is, and then I think is, he I'm not talking about Carlton people specifically here, but. Scott Penelbury, oh, he'll be he'll, he'll be there for another three years. But Mark Murphy's the game's gone past him. Dale Thomas has to retire. Mark Murphy has to retire. Josh Kennedy will play another five years. It's like they're all from the same fucking draft. There's a little bit now, of Logan's run that comes into when you when you turn thirty, people start putting they basically start chiseling on your coffin already from an absolutely. AFL perspective. Oh, he's got two more. No, he's got one more. It often comes back to what your strength is, though, doesn't it? So, so if you're a guy who relies on athleticism, speed, agility, and those sorts of things, and you you drop a yard, you come back to the field. Whereas a guy like Scott Pendlebury, who has time whenever he does, whatever he does, you, you're sort of going, well, he will always have that. Well, he might not. He no, might not. No. But, but I would be backing Pendlebury in to last a little bit longer than a lot of those guys. But... Soft tissue injuries sneak up on blokes and, the, and, and you go from being extremely relevant to all mm. of a sudden just and the, not, in, not in the game at all. Well, I don't want to ch- turn this into a shout-out to Scott Penelbury, but my point was Murph's slump, I rather than saying the game's gone past, I reckon Murph's form slump was all because of Murph. I reckon it was attitude, it was application, and it was probably was a role. little bit of played out of position. Yeah. Not every midfielder can push forward and kick goals. It's just it just doesn't work. Not well, everyone is Gary Ablett Jr. Gary Ablett Jr. is probably tailor made for that role. Yeah. Did, did the stat come out? I don't know the numbers, but the stat itself was informative that um, under Brendan Bolton in the eleven games that that uh, Bolts coached this year, Murphy took more centre bounces on the weekend than he had 
in those yeah. games total. Wow. And you I said going, leading into the Collingwood game, I had you know some to and fro's on on Twitter with with a few people about elbows Murph. out. Sorry, elbows out. <laughs> no, no, it was no elbows, but uh, Lenny well, Hayes style. And I said, Murphy, we'll look for who we're going to put in the middle. Why can't Mark Murphy get in there? I'm yeah. not saying he has to take every. And I said it at the time. Doesn't need to take every centre bounce because but I understand that we want to play Paddy Dow and we want to play Samo. We want to play the future midfield in the midfield. But 50%, 40%. Well, we talked last week about goal of the week nominations or goal of the round winners and Mark Murphy had four. Mark Murphy now Everyone's has Everyone's picked up on the fact that he, he does check side goals. He's I'm, creating I'm, football. I'm going to narrow it. Mark Murphy does awesome check side goals in Perth. Get specific. Go back over the years. <laughs> Start a few at the MCG, though, too. Go, he's, I reckon he's kicked two at Subiaco. He has kicked a couple of good ones, yeah. Now add one at Optus. Mark Murphy, get on him for uh, any game we've got in the future in Perth. Well, can I can I throw in a Tales from the Punt while we're on it? Have we finished our shout-outs? Sorry. And no, no. Well, it's just relevant. That's all. Right, all. I'll, I'll give it when you're finished. Yes. All right. So Tales from the Punt. Yep. We're at... We're walking to the pub in Perth to have a drink before going to the footy on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I, I decided to put a same-game multi on. So we've gone Carlton at the line with a 32.5-point head start. I, I really thought we were a chance at winning, but I just didn't quite have the balls to have a crack at it. But took the 32.5-point line, which was pretty much consumed at quarter time, which I was a little shitty at. We've gone Nick Newman to have 20 or more possessions. Ended up on 25. Sam Petrovsky-Seaton to have 20 or more possessions. Ended up on 23. Final leg. Mark Murphy, goal, any time. At halftime, Newman and Petrovsky-Seaton had 10 and 9 perspectives, so they weren't lighting it up, but they were on track. But obviously, your bet's no chance of getting up until Murph kicks a goal. Well, Murph kicks a goal at the end. We're all jumping around like maniacs because we're going to win the game. The focus is not on the bet whatsoever. And it was only after a couple of blokes went for a leak and we're waiting outside and we've gone, shit, Murph kicked a goal. We might be alive in this bet. Then went, jumped on the AFL website, checked the numbers, 25 and 23, and your beauty had a winner, paying $18, 25 times, 470 of the best. It's a pity the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation don't get any of this form from Timbo. No, it's the Crohn's and Colitis you've Foundation. You've got to stick with it, and you did, you're just not a stayer. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation actually had to shut their doors based on the strength of Tales but, from but the Park. But Brent Gleeson goes, hey, Timmy, can I have a bit of that as well? And I said, all right, yeah, no worries. How much do you want on it? And he goes, oh, 100? And I've gone, mate, I've only got 40 in the account. He goes, oh, okay, give me 15. And I'm like, why don't you want 40? He goes, no, no, 15's okay. And then at the end, I said, mate, you could have had 100. He goes, yeah. He said, I could have had 40 too. <laughs> I like it how even in victory, there's like loss. When oh, yeah, comes, no, when it's comes the punter's to, lament. When it comes yeah. to punting, it's you like... Win, you win, I could have won more. I could have won more. <laughs> if I just put another 50 bucks on it. Back on your other shout-out. Also, my original... I understand what Sean was doing, and I appreciated that, but shout-out to Levi, because Levi, much maligned by... I'm going to include myself. No, I don't take to social media... His career ...to criticise him been over as a man... He, he frustrates me, Levi. But I think he frustrates a lot of Carlton supporters. But love, and not for the just for the final play, for the entire game. I thought he was absolutely. He massive. worked hard, but the final play, the final play the is final. like it's. No one's done the Titanic bit yet, but they do the Titanic bit. Like everything is better with Titanic. Yeah. They would do it for the Mark Murphy goal, but I reckon you'd do it for the for the Levi play. 
It's it's amazing. He's literally fended off what three or four. They were fended off, off him. the first. Luke Ryan had two goes at trying to tackle him and couldn't. They've get got near him really him. down at the start. Like he gets the ball and he's kind of crouched down, and then they he, looked like he kids. stands up in the tackle yeah, and just yeah. basically just. Fuck they looked off. like just children all the- yeah. at an Auskick clinic trying to take him down. <laughs> exactly right. Nah, he was hanging. I shook the man's hand at the airport. Oh. Levi Casbolt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you, did you try to tackle him down? Well, I saw Liam Jones. I saw Samo petrovsky seaton Zach Fisher was on the flight. I spoke to Mitch McGovern walking onto the fl- onto the plane. Oh, no. But I shook Levi Casbolt's <laughs> oh, hand. Oh, no. You're one of those. And it, no, no, no. Oh, I, no. We, we were about to walk on, and it was sort of like... Uh, after the game we and the know. impact and all that sort of stuff, I saw the man and I, I just went over to him. I said, excuse me. I said, congratulations. I said, mate, that last play, you were an absolute animal. Did you and your mates paint the paint blues on your chests? No, we weren't that nuts. No. It was pretty cool. And it would have been underneath our fluoro orange. No, fluoro orange was the, the level below, but... Um, well, we've got one more final shout-out. Do you want to do the final shout-out? No, no, no. You, you, well, you do the final no, shout-out. Timbo can take it. Timbo can take the final shout-out. No, I had a different shout-out. Oh, give us your shout-out. Well, just it was. I just found the the event last week when there was the swarm of bees that were at the Cricket World Cup and all the players had to lie face down on the so ground. So why is this? Is this a shout-out to the well, bees? No, it's a shout-out to the bees. Well, no, no, it was just... it was. We often do the things we liked in sport for the week. Yeah, we're going to do that next. All right, well, fucking I'm going out. <laughs> do you know then. what I love? <laughs> this, this, which probably should be discussed pre-pod. Yeah, Sean... Created a segment and kind of overlapped it with a segment. We've never had this shout out segment. Yeah, no, it was. Well, it's usually a bit more random. Yeah, yeah. It's just. We just seen we said shout out. So that's out why I think you've confused Timbo with his. You got to yeah. do the. Sh- you got to do the last shout out. Fat. No, no. It's, I'll, I'll give you the. If uh, you don't do it, it doesn't get done. If I don't do it, it doesn't get nah, done. Come on, do well, it. Well, it's a shout out from all of us, a uh, <laughs> loyal listener, Steve Raitman. We've been saying it for a while. We have. Steve-O deserves a shout-out. He does deserve we a shout-out to everyone. But Good on you, Steve-O. Steve-O's a, a, loyal, a loyal listener. Chimes and, in on uh, Twitter. And, yeah, and what do they call it? A contributor? He is a, a contributor. Influencer. <laughs> no, he's not, he was not an influencer. We're not influencers. But no, look, Steve, obviously uh, your listens are always much appreciated. Appreciate we thought we'd give you a shout-out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to move on now to uh, sort of what have we, you, well, you've renamed this segment on the go. It was Around the Grounds, but it was like now you wanted to... have always called it What Caught Your Eye. You want it bumped up in the order. So we're bumping it up. So you've already gone on your World Cup story with the bees. Well, with just the best bit being if if you just flicked the channel over and you started watching the World Cup cricket and there is, what, 17 people lying face down on the ground, or 15 I guess it is, if you've got two umpires, two batsmen and 11 players, mm-hmm. just laying prone on the ground. Um, Did someone come out with a smoke machine? And well, no, I, I, I actually don't know. They just have to I, wait for them to leave. Because as you say, is a queen bee just gone for a bit of a, bit of a hum along down the road or whatever? She's like, oh, I don't she's know like how this Liz. shit works. So. No, she's like, you know, when Liz wants to go for a ride around London and they have to shut down the town. Liz? Oh, Elizabeth, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck's Liz? I think, she, Early. I think she, a couple of times a year she does it. She gets in and goes for a drive and they have to like shut down the city. And she drives, she doesn't drive. I don't know if she drives, but yeah. she's just in the car and they drive around a bit. Awesome. That's it reminds a, in me bee of form. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this all reminds me of, a, I'll have to say this, the story, Pete's on the phone with a client. And um, so Mr. Chen? I, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, but um, uh, I can only uh, obviously uh, hear, <laughs> don't do that. I can only hear one side of the conversation, which, which I think makes it funnier. And Pete's talking about hay fever and bees. And Pete says to the, he says, "Sorry, he goes, I because I've heard that if you eat honey from bees that pollinate in the area in which you're correct, you are." 
it helps with your with your hay fever and your allergies. Yeah. <laughs> he then goes quiet. So they're obviously the other person's talking. Then he goes, but if you get a strong breeze from the northeast, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> out, of t- thought, out of towners. So uh, we we got some honey from. But it makes Warren sense though. Yeah. Like, yeah, but if you, if wind and What's local and pollen to move around, it's local pollen creates local ho- uh, honey. And if you're if it's local pollen that can set you off, and you're getting a level of it. Through the honey, you 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 build up a level of resistance. I just thought he's little, yeah, but if you get a strong breeze coming from the <laughs> there's north, there's always a caveat on everything. <laughs> so. I got to say, when I press record, I never thought we'd be talking about uh, bees and honey, bees and honey, honey at the honey and what the eighteen minute mark, pollination and all that kind of stuff. Extraordinary. Uh, just before we move off the cricket, uh, the, the semi-finals. Look so have we spoken cricket to move off. That's where the bees oh, were. Oh. Um, the semi-finals look set. You know, Australia yeah. uh, yep. superb the other night against New Zealand. Uh, were booked in already, but. Um, Strongest performance of the tournament to date, I think, against New Zealand. Um, to come back from from some early wickets, Alex Carey was phenomenal. He was, um, you know, Kawaja was good as well. And then with the ball, uh, really starting to hit some good form. So at the right time in the tournament, England have navigated those tricky games against India and New Zealand successfully, which They're is a kind shame. of dead rubbers though, weren't they? That, that was the one frustration. Is if yeah. either India or New Zealand needed to win to galvanise that final four spot, it would have been ideal. Yeah, and it was a bit of a shame that they, one of those two teams couldn't pinch one of them. Correct. But, uh, but they're the four teams that'll that'll progress through to the semis. It's just a matter of who plays who and, and the like. So Australia sit first, India second. Uh, I think New Zealand are still third and England are fourth at the moment. But yeah, There's a 1v4, 2v3. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. so um, yeah, it's interesting there in the end. But uh, we'll obviously wait and so see. We play South, South Africa, Africa in our final game on Saturday night. So, Saturday, yeah, and then okay. we'll, we'll obviously move on to the knockouts after that. And then the Ashes aren't, aren't too far up beyond that. In terms oh, of, oh, Fabian. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, prepare yourself for that. No. Uh, Fab, what caught your eye? The London baseball. The London series. So the... This is year one of the London series, so they're... There's only two years booked in. I think they'll wait and see but, how um, it goes. Well, 59,000 people they got at the first game. And um, the game one, Yankees versus Red Sox, so they brought the rivalry over. So if you're going to kick it off, kick it off in style. They've gone an absolute... What, what was it? 17-13 in 17-13 game one. 17-13 in the end. And Jesus. 12-8. Six, six all after the first inning. Now both both pitchers, both starting pitchers, don't make it out of the first inning. There actually weren't when you when you look at that score, it wasn't as though there was a crazy amount of home runs in a thirty run game. I think it was like five or six. Um, it, so it wasn't nuts. So it was just accumulation. It was just of accumulation runs of runs of, and, of hits rather, and, and sort of in a weird sort of way, baseball purists who like defense and solid pitching and whatnot were probably sitting there going, <laughs> "This much is, of that sitting there going, this is boring." Yeah. Um, but for the event it was an exhibition of sorts. Yes, it counts towards the season tally, uh, but it was perfect in the end to go 17-13 and then 12-8. Well, 17-6 at the bottom of the six, and then the Sox have you know, started to pick up from there, but obviously couldn't go. But 17-13, and then all the journalists were coming out and saying, dear British you know, public, don't. this is not what baseball is, usually is. Don't get excited. Game yeah. two rolls around a few days later, 12-8 to the Yanks. So it's an interesting. I mean, I don't know the dimensions, but from what I understand, Yankee Stadium itself has a particularly short one of the lines. I don't know if it's to right or to left. is is relatively so. Occasionally at Yankee Stadium, you get blowout type scorelines. I think um, one of the first times they played there, the Indians smashed them. 
was like 18-4 or some crazy score. They obviously weren't throwing any uh, curveballs. No, no, pa- Pedro no, Serrano got a hold of him. No, uh, no crafty veteran Eddie Harris <laughs> for the Yankees that night. So that was my. Uh, that's what caught me. You know, what, you know what helps the field itself, the setup, and at West Ham, you know, London Stadium, the old Olympic Stadium. Um, having been there, I've seen West Ham play there. Like it's a pretty charmless venue. It's just a bit of a nothing kit style. Looks like it comes from IKEA. You just whack it together. It's there's not a lot to it, um, but it looked amazing. For the baseball, like it was looked like it was a perfect setup. Setup, yep. Maybe a little bit short to the uh, to the fence, but um, it just looked like a good venue. On the baseball, I can't remember the two teams, but it was one. Someone's won a couple of days ago. A pitcher has basically they're up by they're up by one leading into the bottom of the ninth, and a pitcher has literally thrown that many balls. He's just he's walked. Two people in. That's how. That's how they've won. That the oh, wow. Dodgers. It might have been the Dodgers. He walked like, five it was, batters. It was just that's dis- twenty balls. That's disgusting pitching. <laughs> bit of Rick Vaughan style. <laughs> just a bit outside. Well, surely, surely you go. What the, what's what's the manager the doing? We're going to have something in the bullpen better than this bloke. It's tricky though because they actually might not have had anyone. Yeah. That so. might have been the end of a series, end of a road trip. Got no one there. We're going away. We, we don't have anyone to put into the game. Let a victory slip. So. Absolutely. Um, Women's World Cup's obviously motoring on. The final for that one is set. Uh, the Netherlands will play the USA. Um, USA, obviously, heavy favourites. They negotiated a, a blockbuster against England, um, 2-1, surviving a late penalty save. A little bit disappointing. I would have liked England to have won and gone through to the final because America getting a bit too big for their britches. But they are the best team in Women's World They are soccer, the best so. team, so it's always good to see. The... Can the Dutch beat them? Yes. Good. <laughs> I mean, they can beat them, but... Yeah. And so the Dutch beat the Swedes. Yeah. What was the score in that one? Because I never saw it. I just want to blank. I'll look it up. I'll Do you just know how to say uh, full time in Swedish? Oh, it was 1 0, sorry. 1 0. Um, uh, extra time. 99th minute, I think, was the, the Dutch goal. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how to say full time in uh, Swedish? Yes. No. So, uh, which mm. I thought well, that was weird. They probably. Like, I get it's another language. But... Yeah. Slut signal. I get it's another language. Is that, is that like the bat signal? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Depends where you are. Like I understand it is. <laughs> what you're looking for. If you're in the red light district, maybe. <laughs> Just what an more eye, Dutch than... <laughs> what an eye-opening experience that was. If you, yeah. If you're going to put it out in social media, which is a worldwide thing, you might want to cross-reference to see if... Yeah, the literal should, translation. Yeah, especially for the women's team. Wow. It'd be funny if... It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with, the so, women's, with the Women's World Cup, probably my biggest takeaway from it, and we've seen it in the A-League, we saw it a little bit throughout the, the Champions League, but to see it over so many matches in a concentrated time, VAR is a farce, and VAR... It's, oh. It'll ruin the game. It'll ruin the game. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. It's, needs to go. It's just... What you're doing is you're making a game that forever and a day... Yeah, look, there's been inconsistencies, there's been howlers, like in every sport. You've got sport, to avoid the howler. That's, avoid that's the all howler, it exists but for. But it's, it's made it so overly officious that, a little bit like the AFL score review, it seems to depend who's in the booth. Yeah. That, oh, is that offside... Because well, uh, I think it was the one in the English game. There was a girl that was ruled offside. She was and an it offside. Was, she, it was like you sit there. There was and go, millimeters. You in sit it. there and go. You can't. You have to give the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. The only thing VAR needs to be useful behind the scenes incidents. Yep. Someone's gone down. The referee can stop. Ask the linesman if they have no clue. Go upstairs. Because he's a yellow or a red. I'm, I'm on the fence. or punched or something. That. The goal line technology, tick, that's perfect. I'm on the fence even with penalties because I'm sitting there going, if you're you're the referee... Well, the penalty given to the English girl was horrendous and it was almost like it was, I'm going to give one back for the one that I took off you for the offside. Maybe. but Apart from behind-the-scenes play and goal line technology, 
everything else, wipe it. You're going to ruin the sport. Because you know what it does? Yeah. And Cricket's done this. I think we actually may have spoken about this in the debut episode. Shout out to Alex Billen. That we did too. DRS in cricket to me, remove the howler. Not a problem in the world. But you've actually created a climate or a culture where the umpire doesn't need to make a decision. Oh, I know. That's so the worst thing. If you get to that point in, in football and soccer, that's not a good place to be because there's more decisions to be made. Yeah. And you start like, we start going back and sitting there going, was there a tackle in the backfield that led to the goal? Was it offside? Was it? You start there going, you're looking at too many things. I, I just think in cricket, it just should come back to the umpire. The umpire decides whether he goes to VAR or not. I don't not, see, not saying, oh, you've only got two reviews or But whatever. I don't mind that in the Do case. Do you use the review? Well, I mean, if it's about making sure that you get it the right only thing I would say reason, to that, The only thing I'd say to that is Chris Gale was incorrectly given out three times against Australia. <laughs> and he's like, he's nicked one or yeah. whatever. And you sit there going, he's nicked it onto his pad. That's happened forever and a day. But if you can eliminate that, that's fine. But for, for soccer, for football, I just feel like when it gets to the EPL, when it gets to the biggest league in the world... Yeah, which is this season, isn't it? Which is this season, yeah. it's going to be a disaster. Cause, and you've said it before, you actually take out the unbridled, the emotion and the joy of the game mm. is snuffed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cricket, it does that a little bit where you get a wicket, oh, I've got to check the front foot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Well, that's the umpire's yeah, job. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, we just got to make sure. Well, make the decision when you had to make the decision, which yeah. is when the ball's bowled. But in soccer, we're going to get this, oh, we're just going to check if it's offside. You know, the linesman didn't want to raise the flag, blah, blah, blah. You're there to make a decision. Yeah. It takes over. From I'm worried. It'll, it'll ruin the game. I watch Serie A, obviously, a lot more than you do, Sean, mm. and it's, it's, it's farcical. It is, Ooh, because okay. half the time, they don't even get it right, or it's just... It's out of the spirit of the game. It's just not. It's, it's, that's the big thing. It's out of the spirit of the game, and it Especially makes all these handballs. Oh yeah, fuck! You can call a penalty nearly every corner. There's shock. Yeah. There's shockers where you sit there and go somewhere. You go, geez. Oh, there was one actually. I can't remember what the game was, but I thought in the women's World Cup, quite late in a knockout game, and I thought, geez, that wasn't given. But maybe it was against. It was France. It might have been against the USA. And I thought, geez, you've seen less than that given. Mm. But they didn't get it. You go well. There's, so there's no consistency. It's just taken the inconsistency away from the referee and given it to someone else. Give it to some other snooze. So we'll be interested to see how it goes. But like I said, the girls um, they'll square off. Sweden will play England in the third place playoff, and, and obviously the Netherlands will play the USA in the final. So um, other than that, it's actually been a reasonable tournament. I think from a couple of years ago, the standards gone up, uh, and, the, and the games are you know played at a better standard for it, more. It felt for like a World Cup. It felt, this now, felt like, a, like the top like the top teams. Yes, yeah. it starts like, like it, I, I'm not. The soccer football fans that you boys are, but I love a World Cup, and and you love the celebration of the sport and watching the highest quality of the of the sport. And I genuinely, even after the Australians went out, I genuinely enjoyed watching high quality sport. Well, this is an interesting point. I actually hadn't thought about it in in that term, but I agree completely. Now that you've said it, shout out to Tim, <laughs> is that it actually for the first time in in my time, sort of being very heavily invested in the sport. This women's World Cup felt like a World Cup. Yeah, it felt like didn't feel like an off-Broadway afterthought. And the quality, I think, of the quality of matches and the teams competing has had a lot to do with it. Um, and so obviously, shout out to the women. Yes, mm. and obviously the, the our girls being whilst disappointing to have got knocked out when they did, them being a better team it helps that as well. Um, we're going to move now to the AFL. It's only one place.